0: The Redneck Tech Podcast is brought to you by Diamondback Covers, the absolute best cover you could ever spend your money on. If you need an insurance policy for all the expensive gear on the back of your truck, then you need a Diamondback cover. Make the bed of your truck a vault with Diamondback. Right here,
1: right here, right here, right here.
2: Yeah. You want it? Yeah.
0: What is up? This is the Redneck Tech Podcast, and this is one of your hosts, Ryer, a.k.a. Red Velvet, in classic Caleb fashion. I have no idea what episode we are on.
1: 105. 105. pretty sure, sure, yeah, 105.
0: So we may call this episode the Redneck Tech Mega Cast, because we have (laughs) a massive crew. Had to do it. I'll do a better one later. That one was subpar at best. Uh, We have a big crew on today. We got... Me, we got Caleb, we got Clay. Say hey, Clay. Hola. And uh, we've got Austin Boyd, Lauren Brady, Rob Kinney, and Travis Kleber. Y'all say hey.
3: Hey. What up? Hello.
0: So, we are going to get on here and talk about the class, basically, and uh, go from there. Does everybody want to kind of introduce themselves real quick? I know. Everybody kind of had a chance to do that on the pre-class podcast. I think
1: we, I think we should start with Austin since we kind of talked oh, about yeah. this a little bit. Austin, you had a, a nice little mishap that you said that you walked out of on uh, Instagram the other day. So go ahead and introduce yourself and uh, tell us what happened.
4: Uh, my name's uh, Austin Boyd, and uh, if if you don't follow me on Instagram, it's Austin Boyd photo. But you can go look and see my great drone crash that I had yesterday. Yesterday or the day before, whatever day it was. It's uh, it looked deceiving, but the drone did not make it out alive. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I've never been that fortunate.
4: I, I I was fortunate. That would have been the fourth drone to either be bought another one or sent back for repairs. Oh
3: man, that's what I was about to say. This is uh, Austin's fourth or fifth drone craft. So. Uh... Pretty
4: lucky there. Yeah.
0: I, I've learned to not get attached to them. <laughs> no doubt. <laughs> so you don't name your drones? It's tool,
4: Austin.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So I think that was Lauren was talking. So Lauren, tell us um who you are and what you and who you're working with. I know Austin you Austin and Rob are on the same crew, right? Yes. We uh Austin
3: and Rob are technically freelance photographers and videographers but uh they are part of my little crew i work for rolling thunder game calls and i'm lucky enough to get rob and austin to tag along on some trips with me and i guess they put up with me enough to i mean they traveled with me to georgia and back so i I think they survived (laughs) they haven't really called me since then but i think they're okay
4: Yeah, I never know when it's too soon to call after a trip. You know, I just <laughs> <laughs> they're like a mandatory waiting
0: period. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah.
4: All right, Rob, how about you? Yeah, so um, I'm Rob Kinney. I'm in the Rolling Thunder Crew, and I'm from Lagrange, Tennessee. Uh, if you know, if you don't follow me on Instagram, it's Rob Kinney underscore photo. The underscore is key. <laughs> That's how you know I'm a professional. <laughs> um yeah, I have an I,
0: underscore in mine. <laughs> see? Professional. That's the key. So No, <laughs> yeah, sir, not to, to, to
4: kinda talk a little bit about Austin's drone mishap. When we were on the we were on our shoot day on the on the weekend, Austin looked at me and he goes, Man, you gotta get take those sensors off that drone. You don't need those <laughs> He goes He goes, Take those suckers off, it messes up your shot and, and, and I gotta admit his shot looked much better okay. Going into that tree than mine normally do. <laughs> 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 That's
1: funny. Yeah, they uh, there's never a good shot. There's no, it's never a good look when the shot ends with, uh, you know a, a, a rear reverse double somersault going down the limb of a tree.
4: <laughs> Just tomahawking. Just no, Tomahawk. I gotta say he did. He did. He did get the shot, though. I mean, he can, you know, fix that in post. It's exactly not. <laughs> that 10-second
1: timer. He looked like he had a good, solid 10-second clip before it went to complete nutter. You know, fast and really
4: furious really wreck. That, what was really bad. As I heard it hit the trees before I saw it on the
2: screen. <laughs> 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 well, I saw you
4: kind of pull up, at there at the last second, I saw a tree. Then I saw like this abort, abort kind of look in in the in the frame. And it was nothing, but oh, yeah, the good. guy, Edgar in training, said, uh, he was like, man, it just sounded like a helicopter went down. He's like, I didn't know what you were doing up there.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. All right, Travis.
5: Yes, sir. Travis
4: Kleiber with on Rain Chicken Productions and Mike Sarcher. Yeah. I don't know what else to say <laughs> i don't know what, to, don't know what to do with away. my hands
2: yeah if travis if did. travis
1: cuts in and out and sounds bad it's because he's not using an iphone so we just want to go ahead and pre-rec that
5: i don't have to take this abuse, guys it's terrible
2: <laughs> I mean, you're voluntarily nice. <laughs> <laughs> I'll leave.
5: At, at least did I did tell po- or uh, Ryer that I I got Premier Pro, so I'm playing with it now. Man, so. stepping up to the big leagues. I'm, well, we did
1: get I'm. we did get your um your care package, and we appreciate that, man. Thank you very much.
5: Hey, no problem. And anything you need, just let us know. Like we said, heck yeah, man, that's
1: awesome. Well, we'll uh, let's get into the let's get into the questions. I think Ryer's got a set of questions that we kind of wanted to go over with you guys after the class.
0: Yeah, so I guess the first thing, and I don't know, if, I guess we could just kind of go in the same order we've been going to keep it, yeah, keep it pretty smooth here. But um, mm-hmm. the first thing I want to know is kind of talk about um, what you guys kind of were thinking or wanting to learn out of the class uh, when you came to the class. Real quick, I know we talked about that on the previous podcast, a so, little, a little bit. Um, but- if y'all haven't. Listen to that. Go listen to that one. Uh, but just kind of a recap what y'all were looking to get from the class um, before before you showed up. And I guess we'll start with Austin.
4: <clears throat> I was really looking for um, better storyline telling, how to tell a story better and how to see the story better, and um, how to speed up my editing process and different tips and tricks in that way.
0: Okay. Cool. How about Lauren? What were you kind of looking for?
3: I think, you know, coming in to that weekend, one of the biggest things for me, especially because I kind of picked up a camera for fun and Spencer Halford was like, Lauren, you're going to go with Rob and Austin to this film school. And I was like, okay, I'm not sure I really fit in that category, but yes, I will go. And you know, I sat down and I made a list of things I wanted to learn and everything I learned was way beyond that list. But I was really concerned about um, making my timeline sequence as far as editing post-production, that it was smooth and it all went together. I'm so good at getting enough clips and enough footage mm-hmm. and then putting it there and making it smooth. That was one of the things that I really wanted to work on transitions, editing, that kind of stuff and you're really good. I at, learned way more than I ever thought I would.
1: You're really good at pulling focus and stomping your foot where people need to pull focus too. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Great direction.
1: Great direction.
0: The, the I as the talent knew exactly what I needed to do. It was very clear. <laughs> I needed to stop there, put put the kickstand down with force <laughs> and then continue on. Lots of it. Lots of it.
3: Exactly. You know, right there at the end, we needed that final shot and six cameras out there. We, everybody wasn't sure what to do. And I just kind of gave Ryer the exact place he needed to go and exactly how he needed to do it.
0: <laughs> that, that's all the motivation I needed right there.
1: That's awesome. That was so funny. He showed me that clip in the, I guess, the uh, the director's cut and it was really good.
3: Yep, <laughs> Yeah, no, that's the a- that clip definitely
0: made a few laughs, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Rob, how about you? What were you kinda of looking for coming into the class?
4: Man, my, my main thing was I'm more of a photographer as opposed to videography. Um, so accepting some drone work and so really getting a little bit more comfortable with telling a story and, and you know, I said it in the last podcast, but some some critique that I've received before is that I shoot video like a photographer. So I just kind of like go straight to point and there's the action. And then I'll just like jump to the next action as opposed to having any consideration of these things we call transitions. <laughs> and so it's about, yeah, it's about like transitioning and, and doing things on purpose as opposed to getting out there and, and getting as much as you can and, and getting some diamonds in the rough and they're like, Oh, I didn't think that was going to turn out, but it did. So it's, you have to do things a lot more on purpose than video because you just to the same degree, you can't just go back in and save yourself a little bit. Sorry. And I got a lawnmower in the background. That'll sound great in the audio. Oh, but, man, you're um, good.
1: You're all good, man. This is authentic. Yeah, I and, like it.
4: Yeah, we're live. Um, <laughs> no, but then and then also just um, with Premiere and, and getting in and just kind of smoothing out the aggregation of all the clips and then pulling that in and and, and making it to where your workspace is is usable, so you're not like, oh, cool. I found that shot that I, I made that I cannot, you know, it's like, oh, thank goodness I found it. Um, so just kind of getting in there and kind of actually streamlining workflow. So that's what that's what I was hoping to kind of get out of it.
0: All right, sweet. Um, Travis, how about you?
5: I think with our group, it kind of played off the, all the same, like the storytelling and, and mm-hmm. the post-production was where we were all at. And I think we got a lot of that. I mean, until I switched to Premiere Pro, so now I'm trying to relearn everything that I knew. So that's fun, but I think with the timeline showing you break everything down was was awesome.
0: Yeah, and definitely. I mean, once you once you get all the keys and stuff figured out, I mean, editing is editing. It's well, just you got to use different right. keys and different stuff here and there. So
5: we all be happy. So you did it perfect. Go ahead. go ahead. No, you go ahead. I was just gonna say that. He put it perfect the other day. Ryan and I were texting back and forth, and it's kind of like getting in someone else's car and figuring out where everything else is at. Driving's the same, but you got to figure out where everything's at. Yeah, for sure. So,
1: it's- well, y'all will be happy to know that uh, that little video that y'all ended up shooting and cutting, you know, um, Rambo ended up posting it and uh, and actually sponsoring the post, and now they want us to do another video. Kind of along the same vein with their new bike coming out in, uh, uh, when's it coming out? I guess it's already out, but we're going to be shooting it in like two or three weeks out west with their one of their new bikes. So, uh, y'all's little video was inspiration for another one. So, y'all uh, be proud of yourself for that. That's awesome. That's sweet,
4: that's awesome. Yeah. When do we get the ticket to come out? <laughs> <laughs> I wish I
1: wish they had enough budget to fly all of you out and we just go through the same thing again and we just let y'all go down another route. I, I road. don't know. We if don't have... want to go
4: through that same thing again. We don't have enough time for them to sit with Ryder in the editing room again. And yeah, I know. Like we don't day. have a we
1: don't have a week, guys. We only have a couple of days.
0: I feel attacked.
4: I feel attacked. I
0: feel very uncomfortable okay. with the energy we've created inside so, of the studio.
4: Hey, you're doing all ambient sounds again, right,
0: Ryer? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, well, actually, Caleb and I actually we kind of had brainstormed it a little bit yesterday, and we might, we might, we, we might, might do a, we the might first do it.
1: three to five seconds might oh. be ambient, and then I think we didn't we're talk gonna...
0: about this. He <laughs> well, didn't. He didn't put a cap of three to well, five seconds what on what it last she, time. What <laughs> she wants I'm suddenly and, hearing new things.
1: What she wants in the video though is she wants it to be high impact music and all that good oh. stuff
0: so she specifically said she wanted music yeah she oh, okay. specifically
1: said she wanted music yeah
0: well so no i guess we're not going to do that guys <laughs> <laughs> if she said she wants music then i guess we'll do music
1: but she specifically referenced the video that y'all did as kind of the basis for oh, cool the speed in which she wants the video to be yeah you didn't tell
0: me that yesterday
1: yeah oh i did not
0: no oh i'm sorry you just said that you want to Everybody
4: learn. learning new things. Here.
1: Well I can't I can't pat you on the back all the time. You know, I've got to keep you honest a little bit.
0: I'm a ginger. I'm not I don't need to be honest all the time.
4: <laughs> soulless. you guys need a string that goes through y'all's conjoining wall with two cans on either side or y'all need to talk back and forth.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that would actually be kind of funny. You could you could fake that. Oh yeah, that would be kinda of funny. Like <laughs> <could> just <laughs> I could just yell through the string at people. <laughs> You're like does that really work? <laughs> yeah, if you yell loud enough, you could hear me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um what I had a question in the middle of that and I completely lost my train of thought. Um Oh, I think Lauren is the first female we've had on the podcast. That's what it was. Oh, really? Pretty sure. Wow. There yeah. There you go. Uh, yeah, I think so. So, yeah, what she was on there the other time, but mm-hmm. I I mean, this is the, you know, for sure I'm thinking back. I'm pretty sure Lauren's the first female we've ever heard on the podcast. So that's awesome.
3: And now I've been on here twice. Now you've been so. on here twice.
1: Like now we can't even get rid of her. It's like crazy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. So.
3: And y'all will definitely have to be on my podcast. Absolutely. I'm starting a podcast of my own. Absolutely. So what's, it's it, still-
1: what's it going to be called? Well,.
3: Um, I think this the Lauren Brady podcast. Nice.
1: Classy. I Classy. Like it. I like it.
3: Classic. very. I'm your host, Lauren Brady. <laughs> That's awesome. What's it going
1: to be about? Just about anything and everything, whatever you feel like talking about that day?
3: Yes. Um, I'm going to talk to a lot of other women as far as in the hunting industry. I've had a lot that have kind of agreed to do an interview and talk and whether we talk about You know the outdoors, or just their life. It is going to be about that, yeah.
1: Very cool. Well, I'm glad that we get to go on the all girls podcast. I'm pretty honored about
2: that.
3: (laughs) 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 And it's not just females. I guess Spencer in that category. He was one of my first that i've interviewed but definitely y'all the redneck tech crew is absolutely have to,
1: well I, well we would be
0: honored when does it launch do you have a launch date yet
3: i don't i'm trying to get a bunch together and kind of go from there and release them as they go and yeah it's still a working process this has kind of happened i guess in the last couple of weeks that spencer and i finally got together and we're like hey let's do a podcast and I was like, you really want me to do to host a podcast? And he was like, yeah, absolutely. And so it took me about a week to kind of get on the train and realize that I was going to have to, you know, listen to my voice and edit it and put it out there. But I'm on board, so now I just got to get some more people on board. <laughs>
1: Very cool.
0: Yeah, we'll have to send us a link when it, uh, whenever the first episode goes live and we'll make sure we share it up. I'm excited to listen yeah. to that. Sweet, sweet. So I guess the next thing um, I wanted to talk about is um, did you guys came into the class kind of with an idea of what you wanted to learn um, and kind of what you wanted to get out of it Uh, after the class or during the class, did you kind of have any perspective shifts um, as far as maybe, I don't know, I don't know as far as maybe what. I don't know where I was going with that. Like, Sometimes I just start talking yeah, and I have so, a sentence and I hope I find it along the way. That was one of those times I did not find it so along I the way. Think, I think what <laughs> maybe
1: what you're trying to say is like, Bullshit. I think we've went over kind of what you guys wanted to learn in the class. But when we got into the class and we kind of got waist deep in what we wanted to teach and what we wanted to go over, especially, you know, when you guys sat down and went through the Blue Stem stuff, did what you – want to learn, or what you learned, was it different than what you thought you were going to get out of it? Because I know when I talked to Spencer, Spencer said that when um, he, you know, told, you know, Austin and Rob and Lauren that they were coming, he's like, I kind of got looks like, I don't know if we need to go to this class because this might be like a, you know, junior college 101 class. Well, was that, if that was what you were expecting, is that what you got out of it? You know, did that kind of change Um, once you got here and we kind of started going through stuff, like what you expected to learn and what you expected out of the class, was it different than what you actually got?
3: I want to start. Go ahead. Go ahead. Absolutely. My answer is yes, because, and I will remember this forever, Rob and Austin and I were in my vehicle on the way to Georgia, and the three of us kind of looked at each other and was like, what are we getting ourselves into? Like, is this going to be sit down and like, here's your ISO. And this is your F stop. You know, and the three of us kind of were like, if that's what we're learning, it's going to be a long weekend. (laughs) And I remember Saturday morning, we got things to go in and the three of us were still kind of hesitant because we are not deer hunters. And, And then it just took off, you know, and you could see, I remember looking both at Rob and Austin and our mindsets just changed. It was like, okay, we're here to learn this. Let's see how we can take our knowledge that we already have and actually learn something. And when we started putting together that video for Rambo, you know, it was really, you could tell that we were learning and we were getting new shots. Rob comes in a tree, you know, like it it definitely definitely changed and then getting post-production stuff. You could see all of us were learning and wanted to learn more and asking our questions, and most definitely, I think that at least for the three of us, our mindset definitely changed when we got there.
4: Yeah, I, I, I agree. I really, <clears throat> I was really he- hesitant going into it, but once we started shooting that commercial on our own, and you kind of just gave us gave us the range and was like, "Do what you want." From there on out, it was it was nothing but good. It was nothing but good. Yeah, I was, I was a little nervous. We were talking in the ride up. I was kind of, I just didn't know if it was going to be like, all right, split up into teams. It's the red team and, you know, name yourselves. like, <laughs> I didn't shirts, never, and skins, uh, shirts and skins, everybody, <laughs> shirts and skins. So, what you're telling me is we
0: yeah, should not green. do that. That wouldn't yeah. be good. <laughs> yeah,
4: it would scare some people away. A free decor is great and all, but at the same time, you know, I don't want to be the green monkeys when, you know, when we're doing that but (laughs) anyway no it it was good definitely definitely learned a lot and it's just it was great to have like an assignment to work on and that kind of felt like that really guided the whole process because it wasn't just like hey here's some woods go do it and it was like no here's your subject this is what you're doing it and kind of once we got those parameters then everyone just kind of switched to okay what am I good at and then everyone kind of shut their own stuff I don't know if I'm jumping ahead but like Everybody kind of shot their own stuff, and then we said, "Okay, what do we want to learn more about?"
1: So yeah. y'all's group took it kind to of another. Around. Y'all took it to another level. Y'all's group really did.
4: Yeah, it the was, tree climbing definitely wasn't wasn't worth it.
1: size twenty twenty, Rob.
4: What? Well, but it could have been. You know, that's the deal. You just never know if a shot it's, it just sucks until so you go up there and go, "Yep, it sucks."
1: Well, um, Travis, I know Travis came in and was already doing, you know, paid work. You know, I guess technically everybody on the phone was kind of working and getting paid in the industry. So I know, Travis, you you know, what did you come in expecting and did you get less or more than you expected?
5: I think I definitely got more. Um, I I didn't really know what to expect. I mean, just listening to everything from past, Last year's class, you know, Dustin Apple, I've talked to him before at ATA and stuff. And I just think that it was kind of like a – I thought we were going to be, like, in a classroom, you know, and I was kind of, like, dreading that a little bit because that's not the style that I like. And then kind of like what, what Rob said, once you were like, hey, here's your assignment, do it. Take the reins. This is your, the, your group. You do this. This group focuses on that. And if you're 101 – this is where you need to be. So like splitting it up like that was perfect, I think. Um, but yeah, man, it was once we got to working and we all started clicking together, like Rob said, we all just kind of shot what we knew how to shoot and then went off of that and then tried to ask the questions that we wanted to learn about from there.
0: So is this the first time that you guys have shot with <clears throat> five other people with cameras all at the same time? <laughs> Cause it was mine. Absolutely. It was my first time. <laughs>
1: You didn't even yeah. shoot, though. You were on the bike the whole time. You That's were just wrecking my bike every
0: chance you got. I did not. I didn't wreck your bike. Not that time. <laughs> not that time. <laughs> Maybe before that, I, I may have. But I was challenged.
1: Oh, 100%. Crime. 100%.
0: <laughs> yeah, Mike was trying to get me to to try to yeet myself over that creek there. And uh, it took it took some convincing, but then Rob got in the tree and he was like, "Look, I'm already here in the tree. Um, you ba- you have to do this now. So, so we we did it three that times. was the
4: real reason the shot didn't work. He kind of missed it right there. Once he once that front tire hit that sand, it wasn't <laughs> it was a little deep.
0: Yeah, it wasn't the perfect ramp.
1: Rob Rob said I, I, I take you I take money. your reasoning and I raise you going up this tree.
0: Yeah.'" I see your hesitancy. <laughs> yes. So I raise you by ten feet. <laughs> <laughs> so, is there any takeaways from maybe shooting with other people that you guys may have kind of discovered uh, in that in that morning?
4: I really like shooting with other people because it makes you more creative when you hear their ideas. It, it makes you come up with new ideas and it's all working together. And I feel like it flows a lot better.
1: I love working with other people, too, um, because I'm one of those people that, like, I ha- I think everybody has a different style. Like, Ryer's style might be just a little bit different than mine. My style will be different than yours or, you know, whoever you're shooting with. And um, when you're shooting with two people, it also makes it easy to, like we said, especially like when you talk about interviews, how you can make somebody look really, really good when you've got two cameras. Now, when you get to three and four and five and six, like you guys had, that gets a little hairy. But I do agree, you know, when you have multiple people shooting with a common goal, and especially, and I think that's kind of the key, is when everybody shooting has a common goal, and they are working towards the same project or the same end result, um, and they, I guess, you know, respect each other and kind of have the same level of, um, you know, shooting ability. It, it you can get some really cool stuff out of it because you're there working together, you're feeding off of one another, you're, um, you know, the shots are, you know, I always come up when I'm shooting with somebody else, I always come up with shots that I normally wouldn't because you're having not only work around someone else, but you have their influence on what you're doing. So, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I love I, which we rarely get to do it. We rarely get to shoot with two people. Yeah. We all get to do it more this year with hunt masters, but, um, it's something that's, when it's left up to you to do it all on your own, you know, there's only so much you can do as one person and you know how hunts go, you know, th- there's never enough time to do all the stuff that you want to do. So, you know, you know, halving that load and having two people that can do it, it makes it a lot easier.
4: Well, and it sure. frees you up to go to your strengths too. Yeah, because, yeah, for sure. You know, cause the first thing was once we kind of were all there, like, okay, as far as video goes, like I'm getting a drone in there. that's that's what i'm going to go to and so it was just kind of kind of let everyone kind of stay in their lane a little bit and kind of focus on what they're they're good at and then you can kind of go to that collaborative place but it helps you not have to be so many places at the same time
0: yeah go ahead lauren
3: love. you know having so many cameras it is a lot but it was one thing, like you said, you know, I've got some shots I normally wouldn't have gotten because, you know, I go to get centered to the right a little bit and there's Austin or there's, you know, Mike. And so it was like, okay, I'm not just going to stand around. I'm going to have to get another shot. What other angle can I get? You know, it kind of let that creativity be a little bit wider just because I didn't want to stand around, you know, and it allowed me to get a different angle from a shot I and Austin and I are kind of going to be in the same places for some films this fall. So we're already talking about, you know, oh, we're going to have two cameras. What can we do differently? How can we make this better? So I think it's definitely it definitely helps having another camera, another person.
0: One of the cool things that I found, especially on the shoots where we had uh, two cameras, is if you have one person that's definitely getting the shot as, like, a safety shot – and then you have the other person kind of just giving free rein, and you know you tell them, "Hey, just get some cool stuff." That other person can really be even more creative and more risky with their shots, even than you'd be able to as as a as a solo shooter. Because as a solo shooter, you only get that one shot, you only get one chance, and you don't want to risk it and mess it up trying something that may not work. Whereas if you got one guy <clears throat> getting the shot for sure, then you do whatever you want. And if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. You've got the safety shot. And so that, that I think is, is always really cool when you get to shoot with, with multiple people. Yeah. And I mean, I think we had like three safety shots and five risky shots going on at all times.
5: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And that's that's what I was going to say. Like Austin would set up on the the tripod and get those wide shots of you (laughs) riding in. And then the rest of us could just kind of, you know, like the creep shot, like just crawl up in the, weed somewhere and get creative it was it made it nice
0: yeah it's always super fun always super fun so um let me go back to my notes here um what was something that you guys learned either out uh, shooting or in the editing room or both that was kind of eye-opening what was like a holy crap kind of moment for you guys
5: He's
0: going um, <laughs> not everybody all at once.
4: I uh, I definitely Wait, learned <laughs> you yeah, Definitely learned a lot in the editing base. I changed I changed the way I edit with the double timeline for sure. Past two videos I've done since I've been back, I've used double timeline. Um a lot of sound stuff. Me and you, Ryer, have been going back and forth and and DM talking about stuff here and there since then. But I definitely learned Double timelines, a lot of a lot of sound things. I changed my, SFX uh, FF, sound effects and interviews and everything to make it flow smoother and a lot of that.
1: So what you're saying is you slid into Ryder's DMs?
4: Yeah, <laughs> I slid in his. He slid in mine. It's kind of it's mutual. Kinda, uh, it's mutual.
3: Yeah.
1: <laughs> Sorry, I had to. You left that one wide open. Uh, the
3: Double Timeline was a huge, huge moneymaker for me. Moneymaker. I like money that. Moneymaker,
1: money maker, yes. <laughs> I like that. I like how you're talking. Timeline. That's how winners
2: talk now, right there. <laughs>
3: <laughs> that's right, that's right. And I think the organization, you know, I'm already such a OCD type person, and my premiere has never been that, and I've hated it. And watching Ryder do it and have it's so organized. I've got mine set up. It's got its default exactly how I want it. The next time I import clips, it should be that much easier for me.
1: See, I don't use double timelines I never have. You don't uh-uh. organize either. Well, I do organize, but not to, your, <laughs> not to your level. It's
0: not organized. I mean, I
1: can see where it would have value sometimes, but me – the timeline gets too small when you double them. And I like to see all of my stuff. Like, I don't like to have to scroll up and down or left or right. Like, that's, I like to see it all.
0: Well, that's why I just have to get I, closer to my computer.
1: Yeah, that's true.
4: I definitely don't like how how small it makes my timeline. But it saves me more time than <clears throat> going back to my, uh, my bin and scrolling through and going through it and selecting in and out points. If I just go from the beginning and select everything that I know I like, Put it in that top timeline, and then I just scroll through it. And I drag those shots down that I like, and if they're too long or too short, you just trim them up just a hair, and it just makes it so much smoother and faster.
1: Who would have thought the double timeline is the big takeaway? I think.
4: I think. Well, I try to do the double timeline, and I drug it somewhere weird, and it deleted it, and then <laughs> panicked and got out of there. <laughs> um, I'm probably a single timeline guy. <laughs> I, I, it's, it's, it did mess with me. I first like yeah. to do it. when I got home, I like one of them had a different sequence than the other ones. Like, I one fucking lied. The one I watched. I lied. It took me a minute to get it figured back out, but I got it figured out.
5: Oh, that's funny. Uh, adjusting the volume without
4: having to uh, like I <laughs> that heard was big.
1: Mind blown. Hashtag mind blown.
4: That was enjoyable to watch. <laughs> <laughs> well, wow. yeah. Imagine if you were me how enjoyable that was.
0: <laughs> so what what was the what was the shortcut that, that we use that we discovered, Rob, so that other people who are listening who may be spending twenty minutes um changing the volume of a clip can now do it in five seconds.
4: I've gotten pretty quick at doing it the long way, but uh <laughs> you, know, you just you just click on it and just drag that sucker down and uh Trim that volume, sucker down <laughs> <the> volumes. <laughs> The level dropped right with it. It's crazy how that happens. and Magic. Magic. Rob said, Wait, what did you just do? <laughs> just, <yeah>. just <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't stop him on the transition. They're hitting up. I was like, that. That, that was worth
1: it. I need that in my life.
0: Well, I do that to I'm Caleb just all the time. To
4: picture's not moving. Yeah, That's it's funny.
0: a whole other world. Video and pictures are.
1: Yeah, it's a whole new world. <laughs>
0: yeah. Aladdin, now starring Caleb Copeland.
1: <laughs> that's all the singing you get.
0: So good, though, Caleb.
1: Travis, what was your um? What was your big takeaway from it? Did you have one thing you can put your finger on?
5: I mean, other than switching to Premiere, uh, I mean, I feel like that's a pretty big one. Um, but I mean, just seeing how he broke everything down. Which I mean, I kind of you know cutting the beats and stuff like that. I've I've been doing that and just just seeing how he worked his timeline. I think and like like Lauren said, like his organization and stuff like that. Man, it just made stuff flow so much nicer.
1: Yeah, because it it it, it comes down to you know how long is the project going to take you? Because that's how that's how you charge for it. That's how you gauge it. That's how you plan for it. Is how long it's going to take. And if you can shorten that timeline by just a little bit, that means you make more money.
0: Right. Do you plan for um, my OCD in in the pricing of projects?
1: Um, no, I'm going to have to start, I guess, though. Because <laughs> <laughs> we, we are very
0: organized, but I'm thinking that <laughs> depends the organization on. is not cutting time out of my overall workflow. <laughs> Just for the plain fact well, of my OCD. When it,
1: when it took y'all a full 12 hours to edit a one-minute video... I knew we had a, it, there was either a serious problem or these guys were so far down the rabbit hole. Like they were committed at this point. Like it was
5: one or the
4: other. <clears throat> Well, you have to dedicate five hours of the rabbit hole to
5: ASMR videos. Oh, my God. We definitely no. Please no.
4: That
5: was sketchy. Dude, that was the creepiest thing ever. The the lady with the fingernails. That done me in. That was it.
4: That did me Dude, it in. It looks like there's a
5: market for it,
4: though. I mean, like, there's like there's a thousand views per, I mean, like, outdoor industry is great and all, but.
0: If all you got to do if is put is a, is a fancy a
3: microphone on like a package. Market, yeah. This is a filmmaking. It's like, hmm, should I start recording myself opening packages?
1: Yeah, yeah.
4: The editing process, just get a good mic. Editing process, one cut. I mean, <laughs> throw that thing in Premiere.
1: Sounds like sounds like Travis yeah. needed to take a shower and go to church and pay his tithes after that.
5: <laughs> Dude, you're not kidding. That was. We were just like what in the world is going on here? It just felt dirty. I'm pretty sure she was like even making noises. I
0: don't, I tried to block that out. That was, so we we might
1: need to explain what we're talking about. Some people are like, (laughs) what are
0: they talking about? Okay. So we were looking for a very specific sound and we couldn't, what was the sound? I needed a sound of something coming, like coming out or going into a backpack, right? That was the sound we're looking for. Right. Um, Yeah. What? which is a very hard sound to find organically because nobody ever...
1: Well, you could have just came in here and recorded it.
0: Probably, now that you say that, of course. <laughs> we well, have guys, I've failed you all. I'm, we, I'm have sc-
1: we literally we have, a, have, the budget we have a for Zoom, that. we have a road recorder, we have cameras, we have all the things.
0: We were... See, the, I thought about that, I did. Um, <laughs> but we were in the editing process, so I wanted to really dive into how would you find a sound that you can't recreate. That's what we're going to go with. Not the fact that I a hundred percent didn't think that we could have just done that. Um, but then I, we were able to stumble into the wonderful world of unboxing ASMR on YouTube. Um, which is a very odd world. Uh, uncomfortable, I think is the word it's basically, it's basically a, I'm not a hundred percent sure what ASMR is, but I hear that there is like certain sounds may make people's brain tingle. Like that's the best that I can figure out. Brain tingle. Yeah. Like people get a tingling feeling in their brain. It's very relaxing for them to listen to stuff. So there's a whole universe of people making different noises and recording it on these really high powered microphones. And then people listen to it and I guess it feels nice on their brain. Um, Well, we couldn't find a backpack opening, so I just looked up unboxing, and the first stuff that came up was unboxing ASMRs, and then we had to watch... What does
1: ASMR stand for?
0: I don't know. I'll have to look it up. Use the Google machine. Because
1: I've heard ASMR before, but I don't know what it it
0: means. I think it's like audio, sensory, mm, ASMR.
1: Autonomous Sensory Meridian Response.
0: Yeah, sometimes oh. autosensory meridian response with an name. is a tingling sensation that typically begins on the scalp and moves down the back of the neck and upper spine. A pleasant form of pareth- sounds paresthesia.
1: Like, sounds like Travis's tingling was it down the back of his neck.
5: Yeah, that's, that's really <laughs> weird. So is that, is that like the same category? Would that be like a brain gasm? I don't know. Braingasm. brain that, gasm.
0: That? I've heard that. That's good. I think that's up for. I think that's up to you to decide, Travis. <laughs>
5: It definitely was not that for me. That was just creepy. <laughs> it's like scientific. If you discover
4: something, you can just name it. Yeah, I yeah. guess so.
0: It's scientific. <laughs> Sounds science. official. So anyways, we were conducting um, science is what we were doing. <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> sometimes sometimes you have to get things from weird places in the internet just to make the videos work.
1: Really weird places. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so I'm sorry that we had to expose you all to that, but uh, we got the sound, did we not? <laughs> If
1: it we requires did. a Reddit search, <laughs> it's a dark sound. Yeah.
0: yeah, if you have to search it on Reddit, you're you're in the rabbit hole. Yes. <laughs> we didn't have to go to Reddit. We didn't have to go that far. Just had to go to the deep, dark places of ASMR YouTube and unboxing. Goodness. <laughs> Alright, so um, I wanted to explain the Pancake timeline really quick for the listeners. Go ahead. Um, just so that if you're listening and you're wondering what the pancake timeline is,
1: or the dual timelines, whatever dual I time, keep saying, double, it? double, dual, whatever, you...
0: double timeline. <clears throat> so basically, in Premiere, you can you can have multiple timelines open, uh, and you can have them next to each other. But the best way I've found to do it is have one on top of the other. And uh, I can't really explain that on a podcast. You essentially take and drag one timeline under the other timeline. And then you can see both of them and the the benefits like, um, like we've been saying are you can put a bunch of clips in one of the timelines like your selects or parts of interviews that you like or the clips that you like and then instead of having to go through your whole bin of raw clips you can then just scrub through one of the timelines find the clips that you want that you've already kind of selected and drag it into the other one. So I think you could probably look up Premiere Pro, pancake timelines or double timeline or something like that. If that was, if that sounds like something that would be useful in your mm-hmm. workflow, um, apparently it is. It's very useful. I actually, surprisingly, I don't use pancake timelines that often. Um, I use them pretty for pretty specific purposes. I use them a lot when I'm doing interviews. Yeah. Um, so I, I'll take all the interview clips that. I might like and I'll put them in a top timeline and then um, like multiple takes and stuff like that and then I'll select from there and put them in my main timeline. Uh, the reason that we did it with uh, our project was we had so many clips that to me it was easier just to go through all of the clips one time, select the clips that we knew we wanted to use and the, uh, the ones that would tell the story the best or look the coolest and put those in the selects timeline, and then and then kind of edit from there. And I think it worked out pretty good. Yeah. So
1: The edit turned out good.
0: Yeah, which is on our Instagram, so if people want to see that. It's on Rambo's Instagram and Facebook It's on Facebook Rambo's as well. Instagram and Facebook too, so go there, give that one some views. Um
4: <clears throat> I definitely recommend not using the double timeline on the laptop. There's not enough space.
1: Oh, yeah, I didn't think about that. <clears throat> it's, only,
4: it's only like... Mac, you're like a big, computer. You have well, a big screen. yeah that's
1: what when, when people that have the edit on a laptop i tell them like look dude get on ebay look and buy a used cinnamon display and it is worth the investment especially if you're sitting you know if you're editing in the same place a lot just to have that display yeah. to edit off of oh man it makes all the different world learn how to use a magic mouse and get a cinnamon display and it will make you so much faster
3: yeah. Or you can just pull a Bob and I mean, he just carries his iMac with him everywhere.
1: Yeah, you <laughs> could do that. Yeah. Yeah, I
0: remember I was sitting in my they office. You behind... can
3: bring whatever you need. <laughs>
4: <laughs> we got in the car and Rob said, You think it's going to be okay? I brought my whole Mac. <laughs> hey,
0: Rob has inspired me because now I want to bring my entire Mac everywhere. Yeah, no doubt. I don't ever want <laughs> Listen, to have to edit did, on a laptop. No, use
4: a laptop. Yeah, I just don't use a laptop. It's I'm not about it. It's too small. Thing sounds like it's gonna take off.
1: <laughs> you know just... Sounds like that drone trying to get out of the tree.
0: Yeah, hopefully not. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna start take I'm gonna start taking my entire office everywhere. Yeah. I'll one up you, Rob. I'm taking my whole desk. I'm taking my i de- am I'm I'm gonna screw my monitors onto my desk and i'm just going to load that into a trailer
1: and just pull it behind you pull way. that behind me everywhere generator going down I mean, the road so you can render on
4: caster, yeah if it's on casters just let it rip
1: exactly
0: <laughs> i'll let caleb drive and i'll just sit back there and edit
1: yeah going down talk about way. efficiency <laughs> getting paid a day rate to drive somewhere yeah, but- as you edit
4: you have to add a seatbelt to your chair and a helmet. Be right. <laughs>
1: helmet.
4: <laughs> I,
0: I now yeah, I want to make do, a video do like you
4: this. over And the cop pull that door down and Ryder's sitting in there with a dirt bike helmet strapped into a seat.
1: We seriously could though cuz we're still <laughs> we are still looking at eventually getting a sprinter van that's going to have a desk in the back. Like we seriously could do this video. It would be hilarious like to have a time lapse of somebody driving somebody in the back editing. That'd be great. Y'all may or may not see that come up on Cope Creative or uh, Redneck Tech in the I, next six months.
0: I think we actually have to do an open flatbed trailer. An open flatbed trailer? Yeah, <laughs> like I, you're sitting out just yeah, in the wide open? Yeah, going down like one of these roads out here or something. Oh, my God. That would just be a funny meme video, I think. <laughs> um, All right. Well, I guess the next question is a, kind of give us a synopsis on – how you guys feel like um, the class was structured and if it, if it kind of worked for you guys, uh, if you liked how we did the kind of the shooting and the editing. Um, what were you guys' thoughts on kind of the material we were able to cover and kind of the structure of it and uh, the timelines? Uh, I know that, that we kind of talked about how long to make a class, so we're kind of curious if you guys felt like that was enough time uh, too much time if you got tired of sitting in the office, uh, watching watching the edit, uh, listening to me drone on about ridiculous things, uh, or if maybe more time would have been good. Um, what are your guys' thoughts on that?
4: I think the, uh, the amount of time was perfect. You, know, you have a, a full day to shoot the project, and then a full day to edit it, and then a half a day for you know, people like us to take 12 hours to do a one-minute video. But um, I think it was laid out perfectly. I mean, you started you start from the basics for people who are coming to learn the basics, and then you just kind of went up, you divided into teams, and you just kind of went your own way and taught what needed to be taught.
3: I, I, excuse
2: me, I agree. I think.
3: <laughs> Whoa. I'm not sure I would <laughs> I agree with Austin. I think that. It was set up perfectly. I know everybody else that didn't edit with us was kind of like, uh, y'all are taking forever. (laughs) But there were so many things. You know, we stopped Ryer, we asked questions, and we learned. And I think it was perfect as far as, you know, sequence of events, um, recording, filming all in one day, and editing. I got everything I needed to get out of it.
1: (laughs) I mean, you're starting a podcast and everything.
3: I really think – watching Ryer edit was
4: one of the biggest things because as a freelancer myself, you—if unless you're working with a team, you teach yourself everything. You watch YouTube and you just learn as you go. I've always, I've always said I've never seen somebody edit their timeline or seen somebody edit a video. I've taught everything I've learned. I've just watched YouTube and just learned from failure. So watching him do it and seeing another person in his completely different way of editing, In mind,
0: it it really helped me yeah it's 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 cool I'm I'm kind of the same way because before before I came here to work with Caleb I had never really watched anybody else uh edit I was kind of the same I mean I I learned everything from YouTube and articles and um you know reaching out to people on on Instagram and asking questions bothering Caleb a lot with Questions that I thought were stupid, but he still answered them. So um, I guess that worked out well for him and for me. <laughs> um, but then so I came. For
4: there's no stupid questions.
0: Well, there's stupid <laughs> questions if you're me and I'm asking them. I can assure I you that. we got
4: trust issues now, Ryan. I don't
0: know. <laughs> um, but then I, I came here and still I'll watch Caleb edit and he still does things different or uses keys that I don't. Even I'm not aware existed. Um,
1: you do the same thing to me though.
0: Yeah, so it, it's it's really cool just to be able to see how everybody else does things, and everybody's brain thinks differently. So the way I edit like doesn't make sense to Caleb. He when he has to use when he has to edit one of my timelines, hate he, it. He yells at me, hate it, because it doesn't <laughs> make sense to his brain. And then he gives me my his timelines, and I yell at him because it doesn't make sense to my brain. And so. Uh, it's interesting how, I mean, in the same program, everybody can do things entirely differently. Um, but you kind of oh you, man the
1: first the first timeline editor I ever met Chance timeline like, editor so they drag literally all the clips in the timeline and just start cutting what yeah
0: I've heard people that do oh man that. that's how he does it that sounds insane, insane. yeah
1: I want to pull out a pistol and blow my brains out just watching somebody do it because <laughs> I'm like it lo- you know what it looks like you're doing it looks like you, you took all the wood from the house and you threw it in one big pile and you're just going to start cutting it and like putting it up around you. That's what it feels like to me. It's like you literally yeah, take all, all the raw clips and you lay four hours worth of video in there and now I've got to start chipping away, chipping, 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 chipping until I get it down to 2130. And I'm like, that makes absolutely zero sense to me. I want to start with a clean, nice, open timeline with nothing in it. And just start bringing in one little piece of wood. Then bring in one nail. and Then another piece of wood and one nail. No, that's not like, Chance is the only guy I've ever met that did it. Oh, it'd make your head spin.
0: Don't you, isn't he one of the fastest editors?
1: No, 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 not Chance. Chance wasn't a fast editor, he was a good editor. Nate's, Nate's Nate. the one that's so fast. Um, he didn't do it that way? No, he didn't do it that way. He's a Ben editor like we are.
0: Okay. Yeah. I didn't know that there was labels.
1: Well, that's I don't think there are labels. I kind of made them up, so.
0: What kind of editor are you? You're a Ben I'm editor? I'm a Ben editor, yeah. I'm a bin editor? Yeah. Okay. You're,
1: you're, <laughs> you're yeah, a little bit. I guess. A little bit? <laughs>
0: yeah. All right, now I need the full.
1: Nobody knows, nobody really knows what you are. That's the problem. <laughs> red That's...
0: Velvet discovers new skills. Yeah, Red,
1: red, red <laughs> Velvet, yeah, he's his own type. He's a Red Velvet editor. He's his own, <laughs> his own thing.
0: <laughs> yeah, I I think, I think it's fun. Like there's, I've seen you do things and I integrate that into my editing. Yeah. So, it's uh same thing with watching people shoot. I mean, it's amazing how much you can learn just watching somebody do something.
1: A hundred percent.
0: So, that's always... That's
1: why fun. I love working with people I've never worked with. Yeah. Like, I got to work with Clint this last week, and I've never got to work with Clint before. And just to see kind of how he views things and how he operates. I think the biggest thing I took away from Clint, we need to get him on the podcast, and sorry if I'm going off on a tangent, guys. But um, one of the coolest things I took away from that was how he... Anytime there was downtime, like in the truck driving around, he was always thinking of the next shot. And he would talk to me about, it. "Hey, he's like, how do you think about, how do you think we could get this shot? How how could we do this? How could we do that? You know, I want to be able to get a shot of this. Like, how would, would be what would be the best way to do that? You know, he was never he never had idle time where he was like, okay, I'm just gonna sit here and chill out. It's like, okay, we have a list, we have a job to do." How do we get the next shot? How do we make this better? How do we make this better? How do we make this better? And when he's doing that, that makes me want to do that, you know. Mm-hmm. Whereas the time that I wanted to shut my brain off for a minute, it's like, no, okay, we we need to make this better. And honestly, you know, we didn't kill a mule deer on this trip, but we got some of the coolest footage we've ever gotten. Um, and the only way you do that is with somebody there with you that can push you to do those things, you know. And if you and if I was there by myself. I wouldn't have got some of those clips because either I didn't have the support or I didn't have that part of my brain turned on. that was like, okay, we have an opportunity to get three or four really good clips. How do we make them better? You know, how do we tie that into our story? And, um, I think it takes, it takes somebody either like, you know, and that's what we want, want you guys to use us for is as, as a resource to bounce ideas off of, like if you do something and you want to know, Hey, you know, honestly, what do you think about this? You know, give me some feedback and, I hope you guys do the same for us because that's how everybody gets better is if you can watch something and do something and then be able to have someone or or a group of people that can give you constructive criticism on, Hey, I love this. I love this. I I don't like this one section. And here's why, here's what I think you could do to make it better. And then take that opinion from, you know, us or whoever else or whoever you trust and then make that project better. Um, Because, you know, it's a creative space. What we do is creative. And if, and, and and everything we do is, I guess subjective. I guess depending on who's watching it. Because like I mean, like I said, we've talked about doing reviews on films before, and I've kind of talked myself off the cliff of doing that because I'm a terrible person to do that. Because I feel like I could tear anything apart at some level. So it's like, okay, well, you need to be able to watch something that is good, and you need to be able to fall in love with something, or tear something apart, or give constructive criticism. So. I think there's value in all that. So I want you guys to be able to use us for that. You know, we had such a good time with you guys. I consider you guys friends. And uh, use us as a resource because I'm, I'm sure if there's ever a time we need you guys, we're going to do the same.
0: Yeah, I think
3: cons- You know, and go, ahead. go ahead. Go ahead, Ryan. Oh, no, you go ahead. I think that was – you know, now that you say that, I think that was another huge thing that I took away from that weekend, you know, I never really shot with anybody else before and the creativity, it's kind of the mindset and it actually just hit me since I've left. Even my photos and the short film clips that I've gotten, I took a video of the sunset last night and I usually would have just taken pictures, you know, and it changed my whole creative mindset. Even just from that weekend, I can't imagine doing it, you know, all the time with someone else and, having that push for creativity all the time. It would, it would be incredible.
0: <laughs> Very cool. What were you saying? Uh, I was going to say that, um, one of my, one of my favorite things to like learn about what I'm doing is to like, you, you have to have people who will be honest with you about your work. because um, Like, if I send something for criticism and what I, or if I send something to somebody to look at and I get a, oh, man, yeah, that's great. I mean, it's cool. It's very cool. like You're like, oh, yeah, they like my stuff. But it's so hard to learn from that. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of times where you need somebody to be like, oh, man, I didn't like this or that didn't make sense to me or that joke didn't land or one of the things this thing doesn't one
1: doesn't. of the things that chance always used to do with us is he would come in he was always a great person to ask because he was brutally honest and he'd be watching something that you've been working on for a week and he'd be watching through and you'd be eight minutes in you know second segment through and you'd be like i'm bored <laughs> and it's like, why are you bored he's like i don't know he said the first part had me engaged, but i'm bored He said, the last 30 seconds, I'm bored. I want to watch something else now. I want to pull out my phone. I want to do something else right now at this moment. It's like, okay, how do we break that down? Okay, why did it? And you look and it's like, okay, is there less B-roll here? You know, have we not had a talking segment? Have we let this song run too long? You know, kind of start breaking down, okay, why is he bored? And he was always a really good guy to come in there and do that, to say, because he wasn't a hunter either. So if if you kept him engaged the whole time, you did something. He would watch something and something you've been working on for two weeks and he'll come in there, eh, I'm bored. No, that shot sucks. Take that shot out. Do you have a replacement for that? He's like, oh, he's already said that. Take that out. You know, but he was a really good guy to do that. And, and you need somebody like that that's brutally honest with you that says, hey, you might think this scene has value, but I don't. And here's why. Because he's already said that. We've all, We already know that. You know, you can infer everything he just said you showed in two clips. We don't need to say it again. Mm -hmm. You know, those type things. Um, You need somebody that can come in and be brutally honest with you. And uh, that that has a huge amount of value. And I don't feel like I'm as good doing that as he was because I think it almost takes somebody that's a non-hunter to do a really good job of it because they have to come in and they have to see it for what it is. And it's... It's not a, it's not, you're not filming a hunt. You're not filming a duck hunt. You're not filming a deer hunt. You're not filming a turkey hunt. You're shooting a video that the subject matter is hunting. So you have to be able to view it in that, in that frame of mind, because if you're viewing it as a hunt, then you're always going to view it as a hunt. If you're viewing it as a video that the subject is about hunting, then you can start breaking it down to what the viewer sees and what even a non-hunter sees or gets from it. Um, and that's something that I want to get better at and try and step out of that role of always being a deer hunter and elk hunter. Like, oh, man, he's bugled five times. That's awesome. Versus, okay, I need to hear what's going on. I need to hear this. I need to see this. And that's that's tougher for me to do. And that's also, you know, I'm assuming it's tough for, you know, tough for everybody listening because, I mean, I know you waterfowl guys, you just like to see ducks and geese get shot. Well, there's more there's more to telling a really good story than just shooting a lot of ducks and geese. You guys know that. you know Travis, I know you like to do a lot of whitetail hunting. There's more than just you know killing a big deer to tell a really good story yeah. to make a meaningful uh, a meaningful story. you know I, and I know this isn't hunting, but like my wife has never seen the greatest showman. And I don't know if you guys have seen it. it's a Disney musical I know, but yep. it I've is my wife watched it last night with the kids for the first time like she boohooed at the end of that movie. And I looked at her, I'm like, that's how you tell a story.
0: And she's mm-hmm. like, Cause
1: it, but it didn't, you know, she didn't put that two two and two together. She just saw it as a really good movie. Mm. But it wasn't a really good movie. It was a really, really good story. That's what you're going for. I know we're talking about hunting and everything else, but there's still elements of a story that has to be there. And uh, if you want to know how to tell a good story, watch a good Disney movie. Watch a good, you know, critically acclaimed drama of like, how they make you feel, emotions, you know, time movement, all those things. And Greatest Showman's a good one, man. It's a friggin' good one. Even if it is a musical, it is. it's a really, really good movie.
0: Well, like you said, yep. Disney is just <clears throat> Disney, I think cartoons. the reason the reason why Disney, Disney cartoons man. is what they are is because of how they can tell a good universal story. Yeah. like you're however old you are and yeah. you just watch you just reference Disney movies as good stories and you yeah. enjoy Disney movies. I mean, how many movies well, can I didn't say, say I enjoyed Disney movies, but no, I think I think I heard you say that you liked they were your favorite movies. No, that's I think that's your, untrue. Your <laughs> You're favorite words I think what Snow White, is that your no. that's your favorite movie? No. No? Definitely Pinocchio. Oh, well. Just kidding. But I they mean have, how many how many movies the, uh, can you can you say appeal to your kids and you at the same time. I mean, that's a very few. I
1: I look at just the, the the cartoons, my kids watch and all of them are telling a really good story. They're still cartoon. You know, there's not, there's not, they're not some cinematic masterpiece, but they tell a great story. doesn't have to be a cinematic masterpiece. If it tells a great story, you know? Um, Right. And I think that's the, that's, and, but also with that being said, Telling a great story is also the hardest part of what we're trying to do. You can tell, a great photographer can tell an entire story in one image. And that's the ultimate. And then a the videographer has to go through and they have to tell a story within a, you know, within the parameters of either what your client has or what, you know, if you're lucky enough to get to go tell do a film on your own, you've got to do that story within the parameters of wherever you're submitting that film. There's always some sort of parameters you have to live within and that's not good for storytelling you're not good for creatives a lot of the time is working with a timeline budget and time you know time constraints but um you know and that's kind of what you know when we when I founded the company tell stories be creative hunt off and that was the, I wanted to tell stories to be the foremost frontmost thought of everything we did because anybody can tell you know like kind of like this the video we're gonna do for Rambo it's like she wants a montage, you know, music video. And that's not my style. That's not what I want to do. I want to tell a story. And that's how we got that job from her was telling stories. Mm-hmm. And, um, but now it's, you know, I wanted now, okay, how do we tell a story within a one minute video? Um, and that's really tough. And that's kind of what you guys did with your video. I mean, you told a story in one minute. Um, and I now have went off on a complete tangent, but I just, that was my
0: two cents on the whole. That was maybe 25 cents. Sorry.
5: Apologize. No, no, but I think you made a good point though. And dealing with like what I deal with, and I've talked to you a little bit about it, like with doing other people's work, like, so you have to look at it from, like you said, like a non-hunter. Yeah. So some of the guys that send me videos and stuff to edit, it's like, yeah, that's cool. Cause that's just what happened. And we're hunters and that's how it happened in the field. But now you, I need to keep people interested. Like, I can only do so much with ten clips. Yeah, it it happened like that in the field. But what do you want me to do with that? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I think that's the hardest part of like editing other people's footage or not being able to do what you want to do with it.
1: Hundred percent. Yeah, and dealing with dealing with other people's footage is the bane of my existence. Um, (laughs) dealing with that like the last two months, we had to put an entire. Mm -hmm. I had to put an entire segment of a show together with one clip and interviews. Dude. I had to write interviews around one clip, so uh, yeah, it was a lot of fun.
5: Not no, that's not not fun at all.
1: Yeah, no, it was not.
0: What, so I what, think I think in the vein of constructive criticism, I think you and I both would like to know maybe um, kind of your guys's feedback on the class. What? you might have liked to change or would like to see us do differently or think that we could have done differently in the future. Cause I mean, ultimately the class is get
1: a bigger office with more air conditioning.
4: That'd be, that'd be a good start. <laughs> I don't That's- think any kind of air solution can fix Ryer's plane. He's got going on his desk, all the heat coming off. His yeah. Brain.
1: I mean, between the hard drives, the computers, which computers put off, the body heat of 10 people. There was at least 10 people in there, and then the hard drives probably put off that much. I mean, there was pretty much an entire student section of people in that room.
0: Look, that's what it was.
5: I feel like the other classes or groups, whatever you want to call it, kind of thought we were like freaking crazy or something, because we were just like diving deep into it, and they would just come in and be like, what are you guys, you're not done yet? Yeah. Like, what are you doing? We're finished. Like, we're blah, blah, blah. And it's like, yeah, well, we're trying. That's what we came here for. And that's what I, like I told Ryer, like, I can't learn. I don't care if we're up until 2, 3 o'clock in the morning. It doesn't matter. If you're willing to teach me, I want to learn it. Yeah. Well,
1: I think Ryer had as much or more fun than you guys did.
0: I Had a lot of fun. <laughs> had
1: a lot of fun. <laughs> it's a good time.
0: I I like it to nerd out.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: I like it to nerd out on stuff. So, uh mm-hmm. Yeah, um so besides constructive criticisms. Yeah, besides air conditioning for my office. i um, will I'll put in a work order to boss <laughs> about that one. <laughs> work um what are, what are your guys's constructive criticisms for the class? How can we make the class better?
4: I I really don't think y'all pretty much nailed it. You, you covered have to, every basic.
1: No. You have to tell us something negative. I need to hear some negative comments. Even if it's just like,
0: even if it's just Ryers ugly, you need to get somebody better looking in there so they don't have to stare at an ugly ginger I all day. Said, you know
1: how I said earlier there's some things that are just assumed. <laughs> <laughs>
5: I feel like uh, there could always be more, I mean, it could always be longer. You know what I mean? You could always spend more time. Yeah. We've talked about about
1: that. I I would love for it to be three, three and a half full days instead of like really two days. You know, I would love you know, to be able to really dive down rabbit holes every single day. And then the fifth day more be like a cleanup day, like, or the fourth day be a cleanup day. Like, okay what are some questions, what are some things you want to revisit, you know, whether that's the timeline thing, whether there's some shortcuts, whether it's some Q&A, whether it's, hey, I want to play with the camera, or, you know, whatever that may be. And that's something that we do need to do. Um, the problem is the venue, you know, our venue is okay, but it's it's hard for us to do it somewhere else just because we have to virtually pack up our entire office and move it. Um, what, and what might honestly be better is to do a you know, maybe a smaller class. You know, may, maybe cap it off at ten people, and um, and make it go longer. That way, we have a little bit more room to move around, and we have a little bit more time to be hands on with you know every person. Which I thought it'd be okay because we had three of us. You know, we had me, Ryer, and Clay. All of us kind of had our own specific roles of what we were doing. But I do, I do agree it needs to be longer.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: I, I just came up with an incredible constructive criticism oh man i can't I, wait you can't wait i think i would have liked to do some interview stuff i know and i don't know if that you know goes in with kind of what everyone's doing but a lot of films that i film and that rolling thunder films have interviews in them almost every episode that we do has an interview well and i would we, like to film we of were, interview and go
1: we were actually going to do that. We had one of my clients that was going to come up here and we were actually going to shoot interviews for a project that we already have edited. And we were going to go through the whole process and let him be the guinea pig. And he agreed to do it. And then he couldn't come at the last minute. So was he sleeping or something? Yeah, he was probably sleeping, probably sleeping in, Mm
2: -hmm. but yeah, Chuck, Chuck was supposed to come up.
1: (laughs) Chuck was supposed to come up and let us shoot interviews. It was only probably five or six lines, but we were going to light it, set it up, you know, go through the whole process let you guys, you know, be there, hear us on the back end of coaching through some things which Chuck doesn't require a whole lot of coaching. But, you know, that was that's definitely on the list and that's definitely something we wanted to do too. So no, I appreciate that.
5: Yeah, yeah I, I think along that. that, like the lighting, like doing lighting setups like that, like just that's one thing that I want to learn more about and haven't yeah. really Next, to a lot with.
1: next year we're hoping to re renovate the upstairs you know we have an attic space that's not being used here at the office we're going to try and renovate that and make it large enough to where we can do a five ten person class and have lights and all that so yeah and that's something and that's something i think in a three-day class we would have had time to do i just don't know mm-hmm. like like you said in two in a two two and a half day class i just don't think we had time but yes no i appreciate that
4: yeah i would have liked that one of the things i struggle with interviews is getting the person comfortable and kind of ask them the questions to get what i want them to say yeah i struggle with like you know getting that out of because well, you know when you shoot a video you kind of know what you want but i just struggle with well, asking them the right questions to get them comfortable well, to say. honestly what I
1: want out honestly of. you know and this is this might seem overly simplified but when i have something i want someone to say I'll just say, Hey, I want you to say this, but say it in your own words. If I want you to say it was a terrible morning and we had, you know, the weather was awful and this, that, and the other, you know, instead of asking the question, you know, how was the weather this morning hoping that's what they say? Because some, you know, most people are going to be like, you know, the weather wasn't ideal, you know, this, that, and the other versus no, like, I want you, the pace of this and the feel of this video is like, I need you to tell me this was terrible. So just ask them, say, hey, man, I need you to tell me how terrible the weather was this morning. Man, it was freaking awful this morning. And most of the time when you tell them what you want said and let them tell them you want it in their own words, nine times out of ten, they're going to regurgitate 95% of what you just said back to you. Yeah. So just my little little tidbit. And then you get somebody (laughs) like Chuck and you literally write the lines and he reads them verbatim most of the time until he... Figures out a little joke that he'll throw in there. He's real easy,
0: except for when he's sleeping in. Doesn't come yeah, up to he's the Sleeping in, out. yeah. He's always sleeping. It's typical. For yeah. Chuck. Hope he's listening to this.
1: I do too. <laughs> I doubt it. I mean, we're an hour and ten minutes in. He's already he's already nodded off three yeah. times during
0: this. He's gonna wake up to his name, huh? Yeah. Yeah.
1: What are exactly. You talking about me for. All right. Um. So who have we heard from? We heard from Austin. We heard from Lauren. We heard from Travis. So we haven't heard from Rob yet.
4: Yeah, well, I mean if I had to to say something, I think so when we wandered in, we kinda we kinda came in, we, we weren't like the, the first group there. So we kinda went to the main hotel and we said, Hey, where do we need to go? And they kinda just pointed <laughs> kind of to this far off place and we and then also she said, you know, the fact that we had to climb up to the basement and then we were just sitting there like, We're definitely at someone's family reunion. And it was just quiet. What we're like, we're said, not in the right place.
0: Somebody's family for you. <laughs> we just, yeah,
4: we just weren't yeah, we just didn't we just didn't know. So all are just better at communicating. No. Yeah. Yeah, um, no, the organization but, no, at that
1: place was pretty terrible. It
4: was but it was fun and um but no, I mean something that I think I, that I'd like to that I'd like to see more is just maybe actually have a section where um we get to like go over specifically like yes I do a lot of drone stuff but I actually like to get better at it and so maybe have a section where there's people who are like you have a drone use it a lot or there's people who don't and they'd like to use it more um now I know that's a little scary if they don't own their own drone if you're just letting them rip around and pull an Austin and put it in the tree tops. but Austin will like, not be
0: flying our drone
4: <laughs> <laughs> yeah he he sent some insurance guys kid to college. Yes, sure. exactly. <laughs> um but but anyway, no, I, I mean just maybe adding that into the to a curricula just because yeah. I feel like there's a lot of a lot of times, you know, you don't always use a drone shot, but if you need one, it's that thing that really, really puts sometimes puts your production oh, like man. A blue project. You and can, when in doubt drone it out really
1: when in doubt drone, drone it drone out shot. You can use it's a dr- you can so, use a drone for everything.
4: Yeah, and it's so good indicating time and space and scene changes and and context and scale and yep. just you know where you are. And it always burns me up when I see a, a really good drone shot and a really badass film. I'm like, man, I could do stuff like that. And then you just don't ever think to use it, like like we talked about when we were there. The time when you don't think you when you don't want to pull it out is when you need to get it out. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it's and, something, and we kind of talked about. Go ahead. You mean? You mean? You mean? Go. Okay. Go ahead. Um, okay. No, what I was, what I was saying is, sometimes it's it's that difference between being a producer and a photojournalist, which is like sometimes I think my style is to to go in and try to in, interfere as as little as possible and kind of capture it organically, and and I'm finding out like there's plenty of organic moments, but if you're trying to actually capture that organic moment, like you're gonna get shot or you're gonna be in the wrong place or you're gonna be in the way. And so and so there's like there's stuff like there's plenty of times where I wanna take my drone up at the same time, like if I'm filming a, a hunt that has clients who's paid to come, I'm not just gonna go be like, Hey guys, and just like rip a drone up there and like get a shot of like the dog that I'm picking up the Picking up the duck that just came down. It's yeah. Like, okay, after the shot, after it's over, like we can we can plant a duck. We can go we can go pick that up and, and like get a cool drone shot coming in. Oh, so you, like,
1: you mean there's sometimes that you fake things?
4: Yeah. Oh, that was not supposed to tell people
1: that.
0: <laughs> You're pulling back the secrets out. Now. Pulling
1: back the curtain, man.
0: We're gonna have to edit that. What's the uh, what's the time? What's the time here?
1: Hour and fourteen minutes. Yeah. Okay we will just keep
0: that in that mind. Down, we, that we, yeah, we can't have people knowing that.
4: <laughs> yeah, it was so good and then I God No, but that just that kind of stuff. It's like taking kind of taking control for lack of a better term of the situation and saying, Okay, let's hey, we're gonna do this and because that's what I'm here to do and just not feeling so awkward about potentially getting in the way. Because they won't care once they see how good that was.
1: For sure. Well, you know, and, and, and drones, I, I, I kind of categorize drones as two different things. I always try and do drone stuff, you know, early morning, late evening when the light's good. And then any chance I get to do um, scenics, you know, landscape stuff, and then transitions. I try and get, and when I'm flying my drone, I've got that 10 second timer in my head. I was like, oh, yep, yeah, that's a cool shot. Get a little movement, 10 seconds, move to the next one. And every time I try and fly my drone, I try and get, 10 or 15 different shots. They can either be transitions, day transitions, time changes, um, all those things. And I always like to shoot 70 or 80% of my drone stuff. That's generic, meaning I don't put a specific truck or a specific house or specific animal in the shot. That way it can be used for a variety of different things versus if you tie your drone shots to a specific truck or a specific lodge well, you can only use it there, you know, so I try and make it to where, you know, it's kind of a 70-30, 60-40 mix of tying the shots to one location or a certain animal or a certain place and then trying to make them as generic as I can. But, I mean, on a trip, I'll probably fly the drone three times, you know, two to three times. Right when we get there, you know, usually when you're doing big game hunts, you can't fly them when you're hunting anyway. At the very end and then midday when nobody's hunting, I'll take it out and fly it. That way I have morning, evening, midday. And then if there's a big weather change, I'll try and fly it. But it's kind of how I gauge. Is that kind of how you do it with yours?
0: Yeah, I I'd, I I'd usually do. I haven't done a lot of morning, evening stuff just because it seems like usually in the morning and the evening, I'm always out on a hunt. So it's hard to get it out in the morning and evening. Uh, so I, a lot of my stuff ends up being midday unless for some reason we don't go out in the morning or we – kill early and, and don't have to be out on a hunt in the evening. Um, and then uh, I usually like to get it up. If, we, if we're if we in a vehicle at all during the trip, I usually like to get it up and get some vehicle shots. And then, you know, obviously when you're up there, you just get some scenics too. And then um, just kind of, yeah, I would say I put it up maybe two to two to three, maybe four times a trip, something like that. So just trying to get all the shots.
1: All the shots. Well, guys, um, any final thoughts? I think we're going to wrap this thing up. We've been talking for an hour and 17 minutes. I know y'all actually have stuff to do, so do we.
3: (laughs) No, I mean, it's been been great. I've already missed y'all, and now at least I got to do a podcast and catch
1: up. Yeah, heck yeah. Well, we'll have to do some more.
5: Yeah, yeah, it was a good time, good class. I'd recommend it to anybody, and I'd definitely be calling to figure it out so <laughs> Thanks, Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, I it's do.
4: definitely been great, and I I got to take a lot away and from from it, and it's already helped improve like speed of my editing and and the volume of my editing, and it's uh it's been a it's been a good time, and and I definitely would recommend it. So worth it. I'm for sure gonna be in Ryers. DMs asking more questions. <laughs> the day
0: or the next day. My DMs are always <laughs> open. <laughs>
1: For all you ladies listening.
0: <laughs> <laughs> or editors. <It's> anybody, really. <laughs> anybody, please talk to me.
5: Just, just talk to me. <laughs> Be my friend. I'm so lonely in sorry, my office. <laughs> right.
4: we, we redheads need to stick together. No doubt. We need to friends we
0: can. Exactly. Would they like to ostracize us, the redheads, the reds? That's a term that I hadn't heard.
4: The reds? Yeah, yeah I, the red,
0: I, I've heard. I've heard all we're manner. Thinking of,
4: about the redhead. Go ahead.
0: I've heard all manner of things to to call people with red hair, um, as one does. Usually, I don't come up with the names. Usually, everybody else does, and I'm informed of them in a very harsh, usually <laughs> harsh, profane way. Um, but I've never heard of the reds, so. I like that one. Yeah,
4: it's kind of like, yeah, we're, we're Reds. we got to think the Redhead Redneck Tech podcast. I mean, we could we get something going. I hear or Reds. I Redfish. It's called the, the Redhead <laughs> Tech Children. The Redneck
1: Tech Children?
4: Yeah. The, <laughs> it's just, it's just, Roger, you, you've never heard that one, have you? That's pretty good stuff, Austin.
0: The, which one? The which redhead Tech n- Never. <laughs> Man, that's <laughs> a new one. Wow. Wow. <laughs> You guys hey, write, really... that,
4: write that down so we don't forget it. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you got anything else? I don't I don't think so. I think I think we covered it all.
1: Yeah, I think so. I mean, we, we may or may not have went off on a couple of rabbit holes, which I think you and that, the people on this call were really good at that. I didn't go mm-hmm. off on rabbit holes
0: this time. That was you. <laughs> you went off on the rabbit holes. I kept I'm, it in line. I'm, Did you see, hear me referring to my notes?
1: I'm blaming the people on the call then because I'm not going to take the blame for it.
0: That's fine. I blame them too.
5: We can take it. It's okay.
1: (laughs) All right, guys. Well, we appreciate y'all taking the time.
0: All right. Thank you. Sure. Thanks, guys. Talk to y'all soon. See y'all later. Later. See
3: ya.
1: Take them off.